0: Hello, my name is Lauren Lagrasso, and you're watching AfterBuzz TV: The Concert Experience. And I'm here with an amazing young songwriter. Her name's Leah Capel. She is an award-winning chicago race singer-songwriter based out of LA. She's played some of the biggest venues and festivals, including Hotel Cafe, South by Southwest, and now she's putting out her sophomore EP called Joshua. You know what? We're going to be right back, so you stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV, and now let the buzz begin.
0: Silence. It is. Oh, uh, there's the music. Here we go. So this is something that Leah's
2: just introduced me to. What? It, what is this song called? It's called Friends by Francis and the Lights, featuring Justin Vernon, uh, most popularly known as Bonnie Iver. He's like the oh, Bon Iver guy. <laughs> but okay. he does a lot of other stuff. And he did this song with Francis and the Lights. And then Chance the Rapper took it and remixed it, basically, and put out the song Summer Friends on his coloring book album. Oh. It's so, really cool. But this isn't the Chance the Rapper version. No. This okay. is the separate version that they made, I think, after the Chance the Rapper version. Awesome. So this song inspires you. be friends. Yeah, I like it. What's it about? Friendship? Yeah. It's just about being friends with someone and hanging out and talking about friendship stuff. Okay. Very cool. Well,
0: obviously, as you know, I'm with this amazing young woman. I got to see her perform a year ago, almost like to the day. Yeah. Um, She was playing at Hotel Cafe, and we have a really strange connection. Yeah. I have the same music producer as you, and we also have the same voice teacher, Arden. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Oh my gosh, she kicks my ass every single day, though. I know, it's like a physical
2: workout after I leave a lesson, I'm just like, oh my core. And it's also a mental workout, (sighs) yeah, because I'm like, I didn't even know
0: that singing and speaking was that complicated until I met you. I feel like I actually never knew how to sing until I met her. There's a lot to think about, for sure. There is. The pelvic floor, for instance. (laughs) What do you think about the pelvic floor, Leah?
2: (sighs) That is a great question. Um, the pelvic floor is a great technique that was very hard to get used to yeah. and not feel like I'm like pushing everything to the ground that should not be pushed to the ground.
0: Right. So for at our our at home viewers, can you explain what the pelvic floor is and like the wind, the sail, and the anchor, as okay. our voice teacher puts it?
2: The pelvic floor technique of singing is um, it's basically a support system. So when you're standing and singing and you take a deep breath, but you just take a life breath, so you exhale everything and you just go like. And all the air comes in, and then as soon as you start singing, you like it feels like your lower abs, but you're also pushing like it's the your, opposite of a kegel, as Arden explained yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, which it's is like, horrifying. It's like the, <laughs> like your pubic bone area. You're uh-huh. just pushing down on that really hard, and your core is engaged, and you're supporting everything, and beautiful, pure notes just sail out of your mouth, and then everything up here is all light and open and airy while everything down below is like really strong and sturdy like an anchor.
0: Wow. So do you... When you're performing at the hotel cafe, do you think Wow, got to push down on the pelvic floor. Are are you at the point where you've got that so ingrained in you that you don't need to think about it anymore?
2: I don't really think about it unless I'm telling myself to think about it, if that makes sense. So when I'm singing, I've had a lot of vocal training with different teachers who have all taught me very useful but very different techniques. So when I'm performing, I don't find myself really thinking about like, oh, I have to open up the top palate or my the upper palate upper pal- what do you call it the um soft palate <laughs> I don't really think about those things because I've been trained a lot to do it but um it usually comes pretty naturally and then when I get in a lesson I'm like oh I got to get on that grind and right and really and do those warm ups and do do all the the exercises beforehand so that when I do perform I don't have to think about it so much
0: totally and you you've had training with lots of different voice teachers so yeah. Are you currently training with two different teachers? I think I read that.
2: Yeah,
1: sort of. Sort of.
2: I'm mostly training with Arden right now, but when I moved to L.A., I was training with Jonathan Baker of JB Studio. That's his vocal studio, but he's on a bit of a hiatus right now Ah. because he's a movie producer. So he's uh, editing and he's in post-production for a movie that we just shot. I actually work with him a lot, separately from voice as well. So So do you act as well? I used to. I haven't done any acting since I moved to L.A., but when I was younger, I did a lot of drama and musical theater. And then in college, I was in Footloose. Ooh. <laughs> yes, I was Vi Moore, the Reverend's wife. Uh, I see it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. They gave me a bunch of age makeup, so I got to be, like, in my mid-50s. I felt pretty good.
0: Well, and that's something I was, I felt pretty good. <laughs> it's better to be, like, what, 18 and playing a 50-year-old than a 50-year-old playing, playing an 18-year-old, 18-year-old. Benjamin Button style. Uh, um that that was something I was telling you, though you really have an old soul when I saw you thank, perform,. Thank you. You were on stage, and you had such presence, and your voice is so pure. Like, I mean, I have to work really, really hard at my voice. I'm, I always say I'm scrappy, oh. um, but your voice was just so pure, and it just you, you didn't even hear the breaks. So you were going all the way up, and we call, you know, for those of you that aren't musically minded, like, head voice and chest voice seamlessly from each register, and when you got off Thank the you. stage and I met you, you're like, I'm going to go get a soda, and am like... <laughs> Wait, I literally, and not because you look it, but I thought you were 28 years old because of the depth you sing with. Well, thank and, yeah, you. You're so grounded. So is that something that people have told you a lot throughout your life that you're an old soul?
2: Yeah, actually, that is one of the most frequent thing that adults will say to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been asked when I was younger, people always thought I was in my late 20s. Or my mom is fairly spiritual and used to take me to these mind-body-spirit conventions when I was younger and stuff like that. And everyone would just tell me how old of a soul I had, that that my soul has been around for millions of years. Like, stuff like that. Um, I've been told that a lot by a lot of adults. But I don't feel old. I feel very youthful. No, it's not that. You've got a youthful spirit,
0: but you've got a depth to you that most 21-year-olds don't have. Thank you. Yeah. I and that shows that. off in your songwriting. And... Uh, there's one particular song that I was telling you a little bit about, but the, I mean, I was watching your concert and thinking, oh my god, this girl's so amazing. She's great, beautiful voice. But when this song hit, I was like, all right, that's it, she's gonna make it. It's a song, "My Confession," and it's about your family and and making it in LA and well, just making it in the music industry yeah. in general. So, can you tell me a little bit about what's behind that? I know it's not on your new album, but I just I asked that yeah. I could talk to you about it because I've had a really emotional experience with it. Yeah,
2: um, that song in particular is a very personal one. The whole first EP was a very personal project, mm-hmm. um, and that one in particular, I wrote. I was at a certain point where I felt like I wasn't living up to expectations that were set for me. Um, not by anyone in particular. I just have a lot of dreams and I have mm. a lot of people who have been really supportive of me since I was a baby. I mean, it's been unbelievable the amount of support that I've had. So I was at a point where I felt like I wasn't progressing or wasn't making it yet, which is really hard as an artist to, especially as a young artist, to be like, oh, well, I'm already this age and I haven't achieved these goals. But I have so much time that Anyway, so I was at this point where I felt like I wasn't achieving my goals and that I was not living up to the expectations. And so I wrote that song for my parents mostly um, as an apology and a thank you to them for I've been really lucky and they've been extremely supportive of me since I was a little kid. So to have that love and have that support from them, I wrote that song for them uh, mostly as a thank you, but also as an apology to them.
0: I can literally just cry thinking about because <laughs> I bought your CD at the end of the night oh, that night. Thank you. <laughs> and I, another thing I want to tell you, side note, we're going to get back to the my confession song, but I love that you went up to me and were like, hey, did you want to buy a CD? Keep that spirit, because that is what's going to make you successful. But back to the song, I, was li- I bought it from you, so I would listen to it in the car, because I still have a CD player in my car, and my parents were visiting me from Michigan, mm-hmm. and we put that song on when I'm driving them to the airport, and we all just... Bald in the car, and it means so much to me because you perfectly put to words what I felt so many times since I've been out here. And I know a lot of artists were so hard on ourselves, and especially if you're close to your parents, you want to make them proud. But I love the part where it goes, "So what if my songs don't sell? <laughs> then yeah. please don't give up on me." Like even yeah. in that moment, I'm like literally <laughs> going to start crying. <laughs> it was, no, it's just so beautiful. Um, thank you. So
2: thank you for writing that. <laughs> you're um, I'm glad that it was able to touch more than just me when I wrote it. Oh you my never gosh. know when you write something if it's going to reach other people but I'm really glad that that spoke to you. Yeah, That's you put great. it
0: out into the ether and I'm sure I'm not the only one who <laughs> will be overwhelmed with emotion when they listen to it. I was like standing next to Jeff who is our producer, and yeah. he's such an amazing person. If you don't know
2: him, go look up his work, Jeff Bova. Um, he's, he's, like, on another planet.
1: He's on another... Just,
2: he really is. I think he's, he's an
0: alien that was sent here just like to, an like... an angel. I think he's yeah. an angel, yeah. Yeah, he, he was sent here to just love. He's so rare in this industry. Mm. First of all, like, I spent a long time looking for a music producer, but when I met him, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm safe, and this person is going to make me the best I can be. Yeah. How did you feel when you first met Jeff?
2: I distinctly remember after my first meeting with Jeff, I was so nervous. it was when it was in the transition of me deciding whether or not I was going to move out to l a because mm-hmm. um, I was at Berkeley and I wasn't sure if I should you know take that next step and move out right. here and I had a meeting set up with him, and it was so funny because he's so casual i mean he's he wears right. like camo pants and hoodie sweatshirts, and I showed up to our meeting wearing like an evening gown. <laughs> Wearing, not like hardcore, like floor length, but I mean, I was in an evening gown. I had full makeup. I didn't know. Right. And so I showed up and he was just so casual and so, I felt so connected to him so instantly Mm -hmm. that it made me really comfortable with the decision to move out here. And after the meeting, and I was in like little heels, I'm not even joking. I was in heels at this meeting and we walked out of the office and I just like squatted in the parking lot and like screamed out loud. I was so excited that he wanted to work with me. And I just like remember that moment and my mom was with me and we were just like so stoked. And so then I moved out here and we worked so he on was the, the first impetus EP. To move out here. Yes, he was really wow. really a monumental person for me. Um that really, you know, helped me make that big decision. And he's been so great, and I feel really comfortable with him. Working with him is such a dream, and we worked on that whole first EP together Mm -hmm. that summer when I moved out here, and then we just did this whole second one together, so... It's awesome. And he's so supportive. I mean, he comes to our rehearsals and and helps yeah. us with arrangements and stuff, which he totally doesn't have to do. I mean, there are a lot of producers in the city who wouldn't do that.
0: No. So. He's the epitome of generosity of
2: spirit. Yeah. And I got to tell you, too, he's always
0: talking about you. Like, almost <laughs> like you're his daughter. And I'm like, Jeff, <laughs> I don't think you talk about me like this. Uh, <laughs> he, I'm sure he does. Yeah. But. Not to you, though, so now we know your secrets, Jeff. I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I love him so much. He's been yeah. such a blessing in my life, just as a human being, even. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's a really cool story. Yeah, he's great. But, like, how did you get that courage? I know Jeff was the impetus, but, like, t- to leave school when you're already at this amaz- amazing school for music, how did you get that courage in chutzpah to come out here and do this? Because I don't think yeah, I would have yeah. had that guts at your age.
2: Yeah, it was... I don't want to say that it was a difficult decision because in my heart I knew that I wanted to be out here and working already, Mm -hmm. but Berkeley was my dream school. I mean, from the age of 13, I had it bookmarked on my browser, like that serious of a dream, and so when I got into Berkeley... I cried. It was, you know, a very big thing. And so then I went there and I had such an amazing year. And a, a lot of people ask me why I left. And it's not because I didn't like being at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of times that I miss it. And I miss the creative environment of being around like-minded people. I wrote so many songs while I was there. I learned so much. I made so many great connections just on a friendship level. People mm-hmm. I love dearly that I met there that I'm still really close to, even though I haven't been there for a couple years. And um, I think what really did it was I, I sat down and I thought about my life. And I was like, do I want to be in college for four years right now? Or do I want to be working and really chasing the dream mm-hmm. that I have always had? And it seemed like a better decision for me at the time to move out to L.A. and pursue that dream. And Berkeley will always be there. I mean, college will always be there. So That's the thing. And a lot of people I can don't always, tell you that. Yeah, and I can always go back. So i'm really happy that i'm out here and working with the people i'm working with and i feel like i'm making headway so
0: you are and you're young and you've got the energy to do it and this is the time you know yeah and i have to wonder though because i know you studied a little bit of music business while you're at berkeley i did yeah but how did you have the wherewithal when you moved out here to know what connections to make who to talk to where did you learn that part of it
2: On a base level, I think a lot of it is common sense. You can Mm -hmm. sort of feel when you meet with someone uh, whether they have your best interests in mind. Um, Part of the meetings that I had out here while I was at Berkeley when I met with Jeff is I met with a few labels and producers and agents um, that I didn't really feel that kind of connection that I felt with Jeff. Mm -hmm. Uh, That it seemed to me that they just didn't really have my best interests in mind and they wanted to turn me into something that I was not. And I'm not interested in that. So... From that experience and from taking a few music business courses and just experiencing my life in the way that I have, I've been approached before. And so the manner in which the approaches have happened and the wording and the, you can kind of tell if it's not genuine, Mm -hmm. or at least I, I can. And the support system that I do have around me has been really helpful to sort of protect me from dangerous, not dangerous, but, no, but dangerous, but dangerous situation. <laughs> so that's been great. And I'm really just learning a lot every day on the go with, with everything and, and reading about it too. I read a lot of music blogs and music Smart. magazines and interviews with other artists and how they've handled similar situations. So that's been helpful as well.
0: Definitely. I think it's rare though, to make as much headway as you, have. I know you feel like You want to do more, more, more. (laughs) But I want to be here to tell you, as someone who's older than you and been out here a little bit longer, you're making a lot of headway. And you met the right people at the right time, which I think is a great sign that you're really on course.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's all going to work out. It is. Yeah. You (laughs) know that. As an old soul, you know. It's going to all work out. I don't have to tell you that. So with songwriting, I'm kind of interested in your process. I know you and your your drummer, Haley, who's sitting on the couch, (laughs) we'll introduce her in a little bit. But you write together a lot. Um, I know you you wrote most of the songs on your first album by yourself, though, correct? All of them, yeah. All of them. And mm-hmm. then for this one, Joshua, how did that process go? Were they
2: mostly collaborative? Tell me a little bit about it. This album was very different for me because my songwriting process has had to evolve, mm-hmm. um, going from being a, sol- a hardcore solo artist only playing with myself ever, you know, on piano and guitar... To then having a band and figuring out the best way to write songs for a band. Mm -hmm. So that's been a process, too. In also, going from having... When I was younger writing music, I would wait for the inspiration to come to me. So there would be periods of time where I wouldn't write. And I would write a song every three or four months. Or I would have a period where there was so much inspiration coming to me that I would write six songs in a week. And it was very uneven that way Mm -hmm. and now that I'm doing it on more of a professional level I have to sit down and be like okay it's time to write a song what are your inspirations from this week I keep a notebook that I write things down in what are your inspirations from this week what are the ideas that you've had what kind of song are we going to write this week and I kind of have to sit down with myself However, the co-writes on the EP were a completely new experience for me. I'd never written with somebody else before. That was really really eye-opening. Yeah. I've never written with someone else before until this EP. So that was great because I already feel a lot more comfortable doing it. And it was really easy. Yeah. It was really easy to write with Haley. And it was actually really easy to write with everyone that I, all the co-writes on the EP were really easy, which was great because I was nervous about it. And I right. thought, "Oh my gosh, I've never done this before. What if I, what if I go into the session and I have no ideas, mm. or what if all my ideas are bad?" And like having someone else in that room and and not knowing them very well or not feeling very comfortable with them, um, I thought might be a problem. But it was really easy, and I wrote a song with Arden. I wrote a song with you. I wrote a song with my friend, and um, I wrote a song with Pam Shane. Who's who, Pam Shane? Pam Shane is a powerhouse. Oh, she, now we know. Yeah, most uh, probably most famously, she wrote Jeannie in a Bottle." I love uh, that song. <laughs> I do a really fun cover of it. Oh, I can't wait to hear yeah. it. I hope you'll sing it for me. Oh, definitely someday. Okay, <laughs> but so that was great because we we did two sessions and we came up with a song that has gone through a lot of changes throughout cool. the process of the album. But it was great, and I am looking forward to now in the future writing more with Haley and writing more with other talented musicians that i know out here and just getting really in the groove of like you know once every two weeks write a song with somebody that's really smart so have you ever read this book called the war of art by Stephen pressfield i've read it three times
0: oh my <laughs> gosh because it's gonna say what you're talking about sounds yeah. just like that treating yeah. it like a profession you know yeah. it's i love that part where he talks about having the flu isn't a good enough reason to not get up and write yeah and i think if you take it that seriously there's no way if you just keep with it you're gonna make it yeah so really cool that you have that going already And um, how was it writing with Arden, our voice teacher, because she knows your voice. Did she kind of come up with the melodies or was it a collaborative experience
2: there? It was really collaborative. All of the songs that I co-wrote were really collaborative. It's not that one person wrote the top line and one person wrote the lyrics, Mm -hmm. um, which I I enjoy because when I write by myself, obviously, I write everything. So I enjoyed the collaborative experience. We sat down. And just started talking about ideas first. What did I want to write about? And for the song that we co-wrote called It Starts Today, which is on the new EP, I wanted to write about that feeling of, of really being on your own. Mm-hmm. And sort of related to kids who go to college. Like that sort of feeling. But for me, it was moving out here and really being on my own and having that independence and not needing to check in mm-hmm. where I am or not needing to go to class. You know, not needing to do that and really having the independence to be out here and be an adult. Which at 19 was kind, of, crazy. kind of scary to, yeah. to, to feel like a full-on adult who had to pay bills and, and live by myself, basically. So I got a cat right away. <laughs> now I have two cats, so... There you go. You're on your way. I'm on my way <laughs> to official cat lady status. That's okay. I feel like cats are, like, very popular in our culture
0: right now, so you're actually on point, like... Cats are the new normal. They are very cute. I'm yeah. not going to lie.
2: But, so writing with Arden, we talked about these ideas, and then she sat down at the piano and started playing some stuff, and we just kind of started singing, mm-hmm. spinning, back, spinning ideas back and forth, excuse me, and we just came up with a song.
0: And it's been... This album is more in a poppy direction, right? Yes. They've been calling you a pop artist in, in the things I've been reading, so I wanted yes. to get your take on that.
2: I would not... I would be cautious to use the word pop only, just mm-hmm. because the pop genre is gigantic. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything could be classified as pop music. Sure. I'm not in line with Madonna, Katy Perry, pop. I'm not in line with you know a few other directions of pop. I would say that this EP is more like alternative rock pop, if that makes sense. They're, it pop, does. they're like they're pop songs in in the lyrics somewhat and in the form. But the instrumentation is much less pop as opposed to like alternative indie rock. Cool. It's all electric guitars. Like, I don't have any synths or anything on the song. So, it's all live instruments. So. Yeah, you can hear that too. Cause I think
0: there's a different feeling I get when I listen to a song that's yeah. a live instrument. You
2: can tell when it's a live guitar and when it's a program guitar. So, we were very, we wanted everything to be real. Everything is live. We tracked, actually, the EP, we tracked the whole album in a live session. I saw that. At Sunset Sound. Yes. (laughs) Wait, okay, tell me about these horseradish shots that you were taking. What is the deal? (laughs) Are those good for your voice? Like, what what happens? energy, like health energy. Jeff brought them for all of us. Of course he did. Of course he did. (laughs) Macrobiotic? Yeah, yeah. They're from Earth Bar, Uh and they're echinacea horseradish wellness shots. We were in the studio a lot for this album. So uh, it was important, and he thought it was good. You know, we're in long sessions, like eight hour sessions. So mm-hmm. about third of the way through, we'd take a horse ride a shot and get all jacked up and then go go record a track. And then two hours later, we'd do it again. And Haley really took to them very I well. I could tell. <laughs> you were bouncing around like a little firecracker. <laughs> I need them. Yeah. Well, because she's the drummer. I mean, she's like wailing oh, around the know. drums and stuff. But but yeah, so the the second the the session that we kept was at sunset sound um where many 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 famous and amazing musicians have have recorded in there so i feel very honored that we you got to, to the do list that. now oh please but um so we were all in a room together and recorded all six songs so of those
0: six i also read that this is your most vulnerable piece that you've put
2: out yet do you mm. agree with that i would say the first one is probably more vulnerable but this second one is more in the, in the direction that I want to be as an artist. Right. Like, more more in line with the direction that I want to go. Whereas the other project was, as I was saying before, like, with my confession, and mm-hmm. there's a song on it called This Storm, which is really personal. That was a very, very vulnerable and personal project for me. Whereas this one is more, I've, I figured out the direction who that I are. want to go. Who I am as an artist, mm-hmm. I feel more than when I made the first project. So, in terms of that, this one is a lot more... On track. On track. I get it. Yes, a lot more on track with where I want to be musically. Sure.
0: And is that something that you came to the conclusion of? Is it with your team?
2: How did you get there? By writing songs. Really? Yeah. The songs have changed so much. Not in the way that I write them or what I'm writing about, but just almost my experiences. And I don't want to say my maturity, but... No, your maturity. I'm growing up. Yeah. And the songs are just that much more cohesive in the Mm -hmm. direction, and then a huge part of it has been playing with my band. That has really shaped me uh, because I was always playing piano and guitar by myself, so when I was performing by myself, I had to think about my arrangements for only me, Mm -hmm. and now with a live electric I mean completely electric, I don't play piano in our band anymore. Really? Yeah, so I play electric guitar in our band, so that, I mean, just even Mm -hmm. that, and playing electric guitar instead of acoustic and piano has shaped the music that that much. So.
0: Wow, so that's a change even from when I saw you cuz you're on piano quite a bit of the time last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So wow. even
2: since I've been out here, especially since I've been out here, it's been a huge progression to find where I want to be, where what what niche I fit into mm-hmm. musically and then just kind of extrapolating on that and and growing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and growing into it really. Yeah. So out of all the
0: songs or six songs, mm-hmm. which one do you get most excited to hear and play
2: i think probably joshua joshua there's a reason it's the it's the one we made the video for in the single it's just got a really great energy and and i really enjoyed writing it and i just really enjoy playing it and i think it's something that a lot of people can sort of relate to the the feeling that we're trying to give and what is it because i i got freedom and like finally coming into yourself is that what yeah. you were trying to give off well, the, the story of the, of the song is that I, I had just moved out here. I was mm-hmm. by myself. I knew very, very few people. And some of the few people that I did know from when I was younger, we went on a road trip to Joshua Tree. And I felt so comfortable and so free. And it was a great time. And getting out of the city was so important.
1: Because moving mm. out
2: here and being, like, thrown into L.A. can be just really crazy and stressful. Yeah. And so it was the first time that I had truly been stress-free in months. And not thinking about anything and just having a clear mind. And so I went on this trip, and it wasn't until a year or two later that I really sat down to write the song about it. And, yeah, it was just such a great—it's such a great place to go. I mean, a lot of people in L.A. like to go there for a reason. And it's a beautiful place. It's really— and the cactuses and the (laughs) sand and the mountains and you can go on hikes you almost look like you're on mars at certain places and the stars are so beautiful because there's nothing out there except palm springs yeah (laughs) so there's really nothing out there and it was just a really great trip and i've always loved camping and being outdoors so Mm -hmm. i just kind of wanted to write about that and i feel like that that feeling of freedom is something that a lot of people can relate to yeah
0: and you underestimate too living here how important it is even just drive 20 minutes outside of the city yeah just go
2: up to Malibu for a day and get out of the crazy just go to the beach or something but it's really important for me to do that so
0: one thing before
2: we're gonna get an amazing live
0: performance from Leah and a few of her bandmates but there's one lyric in the song that I thought I was really struck by actually the first Mm. time Jeff played it for me um Orange peels and coffee grounds clutter around our feet. Where did you get this image from? Was that actually something that happened?
2: I am sorry to admit that my car is not always the most cleanly of places. I love you. Me too. I feel at home now. (laughs) So my car is a bit of a junker, and I'm always eating snacks, and I drink a lot of coffee. So that was really just a personal thing that was in the back of my car and I thought about it and I was like that would kind of be kind of funny that line is like
0: literally my favorite from the song because it's such it's an evocative image I I love it it's
2: it's, really cool it's very random but you know I feel like the random lyrics are the ones that that people that catch people's attention and that people enjoy so I've never heard anybody say something like that in a song <laughs> or in life.
0: I was just like, wow, yeah, Orange Peels and Coffee Grounds. They sound good together. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my gosh. So would you grace us with a performance? I I'm, We would love to grace you with a performance. That would be amazing. Okay, so we're going to move over to the couch. Is that what's happening? Are you going to sit here? I think I'm going to stay here. Perfect. All right, great. So we'll grab the guitars. There's a situation. We've got a cajon, a.k.a. a drum box, <laughs> as I used to call it, before I knew the proper terminology. And we've got some of Leah's amazing band over here. They're going to join in.
2: And what's this song that we're going to hear? This song is called Out of Love. It oh. is on the new EP as well. And you wrote this with... I wrote this by myself.
0: All right, get it, girl. <laughs> Independent woman.
2: Oh, yeah. All right, you guys So through? now we will hear Out of Love
0: by Leah Capelle. Is this the premiere of this song? The premiere on... On the internet.
2: On the internet? Yeah, maybe. That's right. It might be. You heard yeah. it here first. This is the premiere <laughs> of the three of us on the internet, for sure. The okay. three of us playing and on the internet. Uh, four of us, really, oh yeah. you know, i yeah, never met
0: most of you it. before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. I can't wait to hear it. All right. Let's do it.
1: Hitting that last drop of red wine, thinking if I keep my eyes closed, I can find a way to freeze time. They just sit it don't want me anymore. in the hallway crammed that beat up suitcase you told me you were leaving the morning I guess you changed your mind but you don't seem to I die for
0: this lyric. If you know I'm not the one, draw your gun. Prove to me you've fallen out of love. Oh, God. What happened to make you write this song? Oh,
1: boy. Ouch.
0: Um, That's all I can can say. Can I
1: just put this? Yeah, you
0: can do whatever you need to. I need to, like, decompress. I'm sweating from the emotions I just felt.
2: (laughs) That is when you know it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what... Emotional sweat. So what happened? I was in a long-distance relationship for a long time as uh, many people have experienced. Mm -hmm. And there was a certain point that I realized in my heart that it wasn't going to work anymore. Not because I didn't care about the person, but because we were across the country and Mm -hmm. never saw each other. And it just wasn't, it was hard for us to connect because our lives were going two separate directions. So... It was not a good place mentally or emotionally to be in, but I sat down and I wrote this song and I I flipped it um, in terms of the song is about being left by somebody, but I wrote it in a place of I think I need to leave somebody. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, though, is is the thing. I didn't and I kept not uh, making any changes and we were together for a long time longer than i think we should have been that's okay though i mean we're still on really good terms and we ended things really amicably and we're still we still talk and everything's okay but at the time it was really really hard for us and so i wrote this song and i just i wrote it because i don't want other people to go through that and not have something that they can go to like yeah not have something they can listen to and be like oh yeah like That is where I'm at right now. Was there a song on the first
0: album too about this guy? Like, I never Mm. promised you I'd stay or something like Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember that. It was good. I told you it was a personal song. I'm not the one who went away, (laughs) but I never promised I'd stay. I like that one too. Yeah. Man, I I really love that song. Thank you. That's good stuff. And. From what I hear from a little Leah Capel birdie, we're going to get to premiere your video, Joshua. Yes! I'm so excited! Yes, I'm so excited so too. Tell,
2: quickly, because we only have a couple minutes, tell okay. us a little bit about what we're about to see. Okay, the video that you viewers are all about to see is very exciting. It's the second video that I've made. The first video was was for the song Would You Know off the first EP, but this is, this is the video for this album so far. I want to do more, but this is the video right now. We wanted to do... A live performance video so my whole band is in it and then we did a separate day of shooting where i was up in ojai um Mm. out in the deserty type area um wearing your cactus boob wearing my cactus boob shirt which you will all see (laughs) and yeah we wanted to evoke that feeling of of being free and just like a high energy video and i'm so so proud of it the director jesse davey who Mm. is in his own right an amazing musician like blues guitar he completely kills it um, and he had the vision for this video and put it all together, directed it, edited it. Um, we did a couple cuts, so I got to go back and forth and, and make little changes that I wanted to make. And this is the first time that anyone who is not part of the team is seeing it. So ah! I'm freaking out. I'm very excited for you all to, to view this because I'm very proud of it and I am just very happy.
0: Well, we'll get to that in just a moment. But you also have a Hotel Cafe show coming up on this Thursday, the 11th at 8 p.m.
2: Yes, Thursday, 8 p.m. You got all the details right. It is 21 plus, and the tickets are $10. We're playing all of the songs off the new EP, including a couple new songs. So that's going to be really exciting. And I love playing the Hotel Cafe. It's my favorite venue in L.A. to perform. It's just the sound is great. The venue is great. It's really classy. People like going there. And I really enjoy every time I play there. So I think it's going to be a great show. So if you're in L.A. and you want to come by the 11th at 8 p.m. this Thursday.
0: All right. Well, do it. I can tell you firsthand she's an amazing live performer. <laughs> you obviously just saw it here, so don't <laughs> miss it. You can also follow her on social media at facebook.com slash Music and on Twitter and Instagram at Capell. right? Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. All of you have beautiful performance. Leah, thank you. So it's amazing much, to Lauren. finally get to sit down with you after being a fan of yours and hearing about you a lot over the past mm. year and seeing your growth is really phenomenal. So thank you. You're very inspiring. I'm proud of you. And I can't wait to see where you go.
2: Thank
1: you. Of course. Thank you so much. You guys,
0: to, stay tuned for uh, Joshua. We're going to get the world premiere right now. Me. I'm Lauren Legrasso, You can follow me at Lauren LaGrasso. And let's watch this amazing video. Ooh. Yay. Thanks, Leah.